Hello and welcome to another episode of the Owen Podcast with me, Andrew Suit, and brought to you by Ozark Mission Project. Thank you for listening today. This is the first episode in a two-part series as summer camp season is into full swing. We're calling this A Day in the Life of a Neighbor, and part two will be A Day in the Life at Camp. In this episode, I spoke with Joy Blackwell and her grandson, Seth, who happens to have cerebral palsy. Joy is Seth's primary caregiver, and I also met her nephew, John. Let's get right into my conversation with this incredible neighbor. Friends, I do need to let you know that Seth is nonverbal, so enjoy my conversation that I had with Joy and Seth. Yeah, Seth, I am a, a pastor at Salem in Conway. Oh my goodness, he's like he's like Brother Steve. Yeah, he's always telling Seth whenever, like at Easter, I always dress him up and right, he right. put on a light green, uh, kind of a soft colored green suit, right, and a white shirt, <laughs> this dark green tie, and he said. Seth, dude, he said, I should have just let you preach this morning. <laughs> there you go. I see a smile there. That's pretty funny, huh? <laughs> so I love my I love my brother Steve. So he is just... Brother Steve, what, what church? It is Levy Baptist Church. Levy Baptist, um, okay, Camp sure. Camp Robinson Road. Sure. So, yes, so I love to go over there. So I go to Bible school. So, well, since, I, uh, since we've had one thing after another... Right. Uh, they did back surgery on him and put rods up by his okay. spines and then put the pins across there because he was bent over like this. And I, as I understand it, you have cerebral palsy? Cerebral palsy. Cerebral palsy. Mm-hmm. I, I always say that wrong. I do too. I, yeah. I just, and Cere- don't ask cerebral. me to spell it because yeah. I can't do that either. Right. But, right. So, yes, so we have a seizure disorder okay. and we have. Um, respiratory problems mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and say say but we're doing fine though say god has really blessed us and we are doing fine and i apologize i'm, I'm just learning your story just now so <laughs> seth is your grandson he yes, is my right. grandson right. yes he Very is good. my first grandson okay um he had a twin brother but he uh passed away in neutro right and they took them at 26 weeks and uh, by the grace of God in Children's Hospital, he is here today. Uh, God has pulled him through a couple of times with Children's Hospital being the helper. Children's so, Hospital is incredible, aren't they? They're, say, they're, they're oh, so say, my grandmother just loves them. Say, me, not so much, because yeah, I'm the one right. that are doing the poking. That, in the, they poke and prod you a lot, right, don't they, Seth? That's, uh, that's no fun. February the 13th, 2019, he had uh, the flu type B. Oh, goodness. And pneumonia. Right. We were there from then until May the 6th. Mm-hmm. And the, he went to the hospital by ambulance because he was just, you know, I thought, oh, my goodness. And so uh, sending him to the hospital by ambulance... And the little doctor that was in there, he was an older man. And he said that, you know, they was trying to put a tube in him. And I'm going, why are you doing that? And he said, well, when Seth got here, 
he was a little blue. Mm -hmm. And he said, I wanted to be sure that he was getting plenty of air. And uh, I just fell in love with him. Yeah. He just, yeah. he was constantly on Seth's case, making sure everything that should be done was being done. Right. And I appreciated that because, right. I don't know. I'm a partial doctor, but <laughs> that's just from learning from the doctors that oh, we've yeah. had. <laughs> I always thought that as a pastor, I'll be able to practice medicine by the time I retire. Because uh, you learn so much, right? <laughs> right. Uh, that's what his, uh, his neurologist told me. that He says, you know, he says, you could be a nurse right now. And I said, no, no, no. Yeah. I said, there's a word that goes with that that I'm allergic to. I said, don't do that. And he said, what is that? I what said, word? school. School. <laughs> I said, you have to go to nursing school. I said, my daddy tried to get me to do that. And he told me, he said, you will go to school. Right. You will graduate uh -huh. from that schoolhouse. But my daddy, you know, they were farmers. Right, and right. He had three sisters. Well, his sisters got to go to school, but he went, you know, he used to tell me all the time, well, I only went to the first grade, and I thought that was so funny. I just, Daddy, you did not quit saying that. Right. And my mother told me, said, yes, he did. Mm. He went to the first grade, and then he had to quit because he had to help my uh, grandfather bring in the crops. Right, right. He was the only boy, so that's, that's the way it had to be. Mm -hmm. But he told me, he said, I can make you one promise. You are going to go to that schoolhouse, and you are going to take and go to school and graduate. Mm -hmm. If I have to go with you. And I just said, okay. I said, I'll go to the 12th grade, and whenever I graduate, that's it. That's it. No more for me. No nursing school. My mother wanted me to go to secretarial school. Nope. Why, sister? I said, school. I ain't doing nothing that's got school on it. Sure. <laughs> and now I wish I had have went to nursing school because it's just, to me, it's just interesting the things that they do. And, yeah. But well, <laughs> as you know, as a pastor, I went to seminary. And in the United Methodist Church, I was just ordained last week. Oh, well, and then good. What all that all that means to say is I'm an educated idiot. <laughs> so, so Seth, I see a lot of Star Wars stuff around here. Are you a Star Wars fan? Uh, yeah. Say so yes, sir. I am, and, and I don't. I can't remember who this guy is. Is that Grover, Elmo? I think. Elmo. Maybe Elmo. Yeah, because I think Grover's blue. Isn't Grover's it? blue, and Elmo's yeah. the red one. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. He's got about. And then we got the Paw Patrol underneath here. Paw Patrol, yeah. He just, he just loves old Paw Patrol and <laughs> Blaze and the Monster Machines. And somebody for Christmas got him those lights that are connected to his oh, TV. Neat. He likes music. He just. I do too. Music is great. <laughs> they all think it's so funny. But at church, because when they sang uh, the old rugged cross, right? Seth will sit there and just smile and smile and jabber and jabber. Yeah. And it is because that when he was little, I used to rock him to sleep 
And that's what I sang to him. Right. That and Amazing Grace. And I was singing Amazing Grace when they had him over at Children's Hospital. He was, VHS uh, had took custody at, of him at that time. Right. And uh, I was sitting there singing Amazing Grace to him. And he was just looking at me and just jabbering right along. And so his doctor got up and came over there and he said, do you think that he knows what you're saying to him? Right. I said, well, of, of course, course he, does. he does. I said, don't you see him looking in my face? I said, he knows what I'm saying to him. But he knows this old woman is singing the old rugged cross to me because she thinks she's going <laughs> to put me to sleep. And he says, I just find that amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I said, he, he has cerebral palsy. He's not stupid. Right. Right. And so when he got ready to leave, he come over and patted me on the shoulder and he said, Grandma, you just keep singing the old rugged cross. I mm-hmm. said, oh, you don't mm-hmm. have to worry about that. But they just think that that is just amazing. That when they start playing the old rugged cross or Amazing Grace, he goes to smiling and goes to jabbering every time. <laughs> Can we sing it now, Seth? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd like to sing too. Can we sing the old rugged cross or Amazing Grace? How does it start, Miss Joy? Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. He said, they're trying to put me to you're sleep. Mine sleepy. just woke up. I can see you getting sleepy, yeah. <laughs> that just, whenever we would be at the hospital and he would get upset, I would whisper that in his ear, mm. and he would start to calm down. He used to be real, real, real scared sure, of doctors, sure. and I would tell him, please don't wear that white coat when you come in here, because he right. would be like Pepe Le Pew. Mm. We, went, we had to change uh, PCP doctors, because he outgrew that clinic, and so uh, yesterday, the day before yesterday, we went to this new PCP doctor. He had on that white coat, and Seth was just like, mm-hmm. and I just whispered in his ear, I said, it's okay, it's right. okay. I said, he's not going to do anything but talk to you. Right, right. And for the first six months that I had him, when we would go in children's hospital, <laughs> he was like Pepe Le Pew, like, ah, oh, no sure. one just at. And, well, he was there for three months. Day and night. What's well, scary? Just because, and, yeah. Yeah, he just to help you, they have to hurt you sometimes. He, he uh-huh. knew that that was the hospital, and that's where he had to stay by himself. Mm-hmm. They would let me come up there. Well, they let his uh-huh. mother and father come up there too, but they yeah. would let me come up there just whenever, simply because the uh, investigator on his case said that's his grandmother. Right. You tell her anything she wants to know, mm-hmm. and you let her come and see him mm-hmm. anytime she wants to come see him. Because I worked at Community Bakery then. Right. And right. Um, I would call sometimes, and yeah. 
I could hear him in there just wailing. Mm-hmm. And I, that would just tear me apart. And uh, I'd call upstairs because you had to get the okay from the nurse upstairs. Right. Or they wouldn't let you in. Oh, right. So I told her, I said, I'm going to be through here in just a little bit. And I said, I know it's close to midnight, but could right. I just come by and mm-hmm. see if he's okay? And she says, well, sure. And so okay. I'd load him up cookies and pedophores and Danish and stuff and bring to them mm-hmm. and uh, his father would say I'm not taking them nothing since oh. they're not going to dictate my life Right. I said as long as they have my child under their jurisdiction they'll dictate mine mm-hmm. right. Seth can't speak for himself so God says there ain't nothing wrong with that old woman's mouth you can hear her <laughs> to Jacksonville <laughs> Just get her a little excited. You can hear the Jacksonville. Yeah, I can't tell that you're bashful at all. (laughs) (laughs) No, and especially when it comes to him. He had an orthopedic surgeon that uh, Dr. uh, Aronson Aronson was just, he's world-renowned. Yeah. And he was telling me that, you know, oh, he was, could walk on water. And I said, you know what? I said, that don't impress me at all. I said, if you think that you're going to use this little man right here for a guinea pig, like again, I said, there's a new sheriff in town, and her name is Grandma. (laughs) And I said, you don't get past her that easy. And he was just, before he retired, we became good friends. Because I told him, I said, anything you do for him, I'm more than appreciative. And I, you know, I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. But if you think because of the condition that he's in, that you're going to use him for a guinea pig, you need to rethink that thought. Right. Because right. that ain't happening. There's mama bear and, the, and then there's grandma bear. Right. <laughs> and grandma, this grandma bear is just, I, I've learned it. You know, sometimes you just have to speak up. And sure. I, <laughs> sure. I told his <laughs> neurologist, I said, I know y'all see me coming in the front door and you're going, oh, no. Not her she today. Is again. <laughs> She's here today. No, no, no. He said, we do not say that. Right. And I said, well, I said, I don't know whether I'm wrong or I'm right. I just know that I love him, and I'm going to make sure he gets the very best of whatever. Right. I said, I have God lead me and y'all. And I said, that's all I got. That's incredible. I said, so, you know... If I overstep my boundaries, I apologize. But sure. that is my heart. That's the only way you can hurt me is him. Right. I said, so, I said, all I want is the best for him. I said, I know that you're just an instrument that God uses to take care of him. I said, but I want you to do the very best that you can do. And if you do that, you'll never hear a complaint out of me. Right. So that's is all you can do. So this week, God is using Ozark Mission Project as an instrument. Absolutely. What, what is it that they're going to be doing they're tomorrow? Gonna, they're going to make us a wheelchair, a wheelchair ramp. ramp. I have looked high and I have looked low. Uh, and I couldn't find anybody that did that. Well, I knew I couldn't do it. And yeah. so I said, well, well, his uh, occupational therapist, mm-hmm. she's more than just occupational therapist. She is family. Her and the... Uh, PT both. They are Any good just, ones are, aren't they? They are yeah. just like yeah. family. I mean, when she, we was in the hospital up there all that time, 
she brought me food and she'd come in there to see Seth and automatically she'd start stretching his arms and legs and one of the nurses up there asked me, said, Who is that? And I said, Well, that's his uh, occupational therapist. He loves Miss Claudia. Miss Claudia. So this is Miss Claudia right here and this is Miss D right there. Wait a minute, Claudia Moran? Uh-huh. I know Claudia. Yeah. yeah oh, sure listen. She, wow. We love her to death. She just, because uh, I was telling her. Their whole family are therapists, just about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just. Her sister goes to my church, her sister and her brother, Elizabeth yeah. and Tom. Uh-huh. uh-huh. She just, they are sweet people. Uh, this one right here is too. She just, I love both of them to death. They just. <laughs> and I can she. See, Seth's smiling the picture, too. He loves him, too, huh? Say, oh, yes, he does. Say, that's my girlfriend right here. Say, but don't tell her that this one's my girlfriend, too. <laughs> Claudia's always telling him, now, don't you smile more for Miss D than you did me, okay? Because you love me best. Right. <laughs> I just, oh, my gracious. Don't say, you love Miss D. Yeah? And Miss Claudia? Don't you love Miss Claudia? Huh? They <laughs> come up There's there the when, <laughs> whenever he was at his worst one day, and I thought I was going to have to roll both of them out of there. They was just all tore up, just kissing him and telling him he, that they loved him and rubbing his arms. And mm -hmm. I said, Y'all yeah, got to have a little faith. Just a little faith. Right, I said, right. He's going to be okay. Right, I said, right. God is not going to take him. I said, he will be okay. And, uh, and then I had to give myself a pep talk because I thought, well. <laughs> Remind yourself that God, God's with you too. Right, yeah. Right. <laughs> I pray that that's what's going to happen. And his uh, uh, doctor, <laughs> from uh, he was from Brazil. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said, you know, and uh, I was standing there. Okay? And he said, you know, he did that about three times. And I said, you know, you thought that he wasn't going to be with us, right? Uh, and he shook his head, yeah. He said, but look at him here now. He is, here he is. <laughs> I said, isn't it amazing what God can do? I said, no matter how hard it is, I said, he can fix it. Right, right. So he sure can. Absolutely. And I'm one that believes in the power of prayer. Absolutely. I have a little brother. Well, he's not a little brother-in-law, but he's my little brother-in-law because we grew up together. Uh, he's a paranoid schizophrenic. He's in a nursing home up here on McCain. And uh, uh, he's got cancer. Mm -hmm. And so he's he's not going to make it because mm -hmm. it's just mastitis everywhere. Sure. And so, uh, uh, <laughs> I can't go in there, but they'll roll him to a window where I can see him. Sure. And I was sitting down on the ground talking to him, and he says, Well, Joey, he said, did you hear about the doctor's decision? And I said, what was that? And so he told me that, you know, that he had cancer and that he wasn't going to live. And I said, what do they know? I right, said, they're right. just doctors. I said, God has the last word on sure, this uh, sure. 
uh, Robert, and he goes, Joey, he said, pray to God that he got, agrees with the doctors, he said, because I'm tired of this. Mm -hmm. He said, I'm just done with all of this. I just want to go home. Sure. sure. I said, he was just bawling on the ground. And he told me, he says, now, little girl, he said, there's no sense in you crying, he said, because we're all got to go one day at a time. Right, right. And he said, they asking if he wanted to, they had an aggressive treatment mm -hmm. all set up. Mm -hmm. And he said, he said, all I want to do is just live out whatever time I've got left. Right. And just enjoy myself. And thank God, him and his daughter was at odds with each other mm -hmm. and she had told me she didn't want to know anything about him right and i said well you know god hates a coward so i said here i go and i called her and told her you know his what they had said about him and uh, she said what nursing home is he in and so i told her lakewood down on jfk yeah and she says i'm gonna go down there and see him and she said, I'm going every day. She said, he's my daddy. And she says, I might as well take and be the one that is there with him because I don't want him to die alone. Right. And I right. said, well, I said, you know, it says in the Bible, honor your mother and your father that your days on this earth may be prolonged. Mm -hmm. I said, not that I would want mine prolonged right now. I said, but I said, you're all he's got. Right. I said, his mama's gone. And I have a brother-in-law that is, well, he's an ex-brother-in-law, but he's an alcoholic. And so, I mean, he loves his brother, but, you know, it's just like, a, that's just like a magnet to him. Sure. And uh, so, I thought, well, that would be good because, you know, he loves her to death. Right. And right. she went the same, and I said, the thing you have to always keep in your mind is... He is sick. I said, he's a paranoid schizophrenic. Right, right. And so that, therefore, that magnifies everything else. Mm -hmm. And he may be ugly to you, but you just got to say, okay, Dad, that's all right. Don't take it personal. And, right. and I said, you can't, you got to be a little bit thick-skinned because right, right. that's that's the only way that he knows to do. Mm -hmm. And so... She's been seeing him ever since, and she calls me, and uh, she says, I took a picture of Dad today with his new blanket. She said, do you want to see it? I said, well, of course. And <laughs> those people at the nursing home thought I was his wife. Okay. And I <laughs> I said, nope, wrong brother. I said, I was married to the other one. I said, if I'd have thought, I would have married this one. But, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. so... Uh, uh, <laughs> went in there and whenever I walked through the door he just started smiling ear to ear right. he said no he said she's my sister said since she couldn't be my wife she's my sister <laughs> I just but uh, uh, I, I prayed for him so hard yeah. that you know that whatever God's will would be to just please help me be able to accept it because I didn't want him to go, and right. he hasn't gone yet. Right. So I mean, right. uh, they they couldn't tell him, you know, how much he had because he had prostate cancer, 
and it had moved up into his leg, uh, to his lungs, and it was also in his kidneys. And have you found in your in your faith that I've always found that God can take it, our honesty, our anger, our frustration. God can take it all. Sometimes because we think we have to clean it up or something. It's it's that thick skin that the he's thick skin, got. Right. Uh, I had a child in between his father and my youngest son mm-hmm. and he lived four days and he died. Mm-hmm. He had this real rare uh, birth defect. Something about uh, he was meconium stained and so usually when that goes down in your lungs it just breaks up into little micro pieces. Mm-hmm. Well David in this side of his lung down in the lower sacs where it's smaller yeah. it went into a mass and so they couldn't get him to where he could breathe. Right, right. And so he died. I was so mad at God. Yeah. So mad. And I mean, I give it to him. I just, I just wanted three children. Mm-hmm. Three. That's all. And I've always done what I thought you wanted me to do. And then you took my son. Why? Mm-hmm. Just, just tell me why. Right. And my mother, <laughs> I told her about it, and she said, well, you were wrong right there on one point. And I said, what? She says, that was not your son. Oh, wow. She said, that was his child. Right. He right. just loaned it to He's you uh-huh. to take and raise. And he said, for whatever reason, right. he sent that right. baby here. To touch whoever's life or for whatever reason, he knew what he was doing. Right. He said, in time, that will be clear to you. Well, for six weeks, mm-hmm. I scolded him and cried and cried and cried. And then one night, I took and I had a dream. I heard a baby mm-hmm. in my living room and I just... Oh my gracious, I'm losing my mind right here before God and everybody. I'm losing my mind. So here I go down the hallway, and you go down the hallway like this, and this is the living room, and this is the kitchen. Right here, sitting on my couch, was my grandmother, who had been dead a while, and my cousin, and I could still hear that baby making noises. And I went, what is going on? And my grandmother, she had him in her arms like this. And she leaned back like this so that I could see his face. And I just went, wow, like that. And they were all gone. And I was telling my mother, I said, do you think I need to see a psychiatrist? She said, no. She said, I think that was God answering your question. Why, 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 why? Showing you how, a vision. How, right, right. How's he ever going to know that you know that I'm his mother? How this? How come that? She said, you needed to know the answers to all those. Right. And so he let you see mm-hmm. how he would know all those answers. And I just... Well, even Jesus on the cross cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Exactly. And Jesus was God, the Son. That's just incredible to me to think about. You know, uh, if anybody uh, understands our pain in this life, Jesus does. Oh yes, yeah. 
Oh, yes. Feeling and, like God has forgotten us? or when I have a twin sister, and when she passed away, she was 48 years old. Mm-hmm. And I just could not understand that. Yeah. I just, if anybody is getting through the gates of heaven, it will be her. Right. Why would you take her from me? Mm-hmm. And my mother said, you just don't get it. That's not yours. Sure. She sure. belongs to him. That's what? his child. Maybe the better question is, why didn't I get to have him for a little longer? Versus, I mean, you're reminding me, my, my, my children, they're, they're just on loan to me right now. Right. 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 It's, my, just, it's my job it's just to do like the best him. I can, just like you are with, with Seth. To, do to, the best that you can and enjoy the days that you have. Right. Because you don't know what tomorrow will bring. Right. And there's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. There's a reason. Mm-hmm. And you just have to have faith in him that, you know, he knows what he's doing. He's doing this for them. Not for you. You don't even enter into that. Right. It's them. Right. Uh, my son died, and then 17 months to the day, my daddy died. And I was the daddy's girl. I thought if my daddy couldn't do it, oh goodness, we're lost because Jesus is too far away to get down here and take and right, <laughs> get right. us out of trouble. Well, uh, <laughs> I just, you know, I just, I just can't believe this. And I told my my pastor, I said, I can't believe that God would just rip my heart out of my chest. He takes my son, and then seventeen. Uh, 17 months, yeah, months, 17 months to the day. Right. He takes the other part of my heart. Why? I said, what have I done that is so bad that he would punish me like that? Mm. I said, I didn't think that I had been so bad, but apparently I have somewhere because look how he's punishing me. And my pastor said, Joy. That has nothing to do with you. Right, right. He said he took David to help David. He took Mr. Cecil to help Mr. Cecil. He said, God doesn't do that. God doesn't hurt this one or do something to this one to punish this one. If he was going to punish you, he would do it to you. Right. Directly to you. Right. And I said, well, it sure feels like a punishment. And he said, he never puts more on you than you can withstand. And I said, my shoulders feel awful heavy right now. And he said, well, he said, you need to pray a little bit. He said, because it has nothing, nothing to do with you. He said, he did this for them. And I just. Because I hear that often, but I think there's a qualified qualifier to it. God never gives us more than we can handle without God's help. Right. It's kind of the way I see it. Is there are so many times in life I felt like this is more than I can bear, and God says, "And I'm carrying you." Kind of like the footprints in the sand. I thing. love that. Right. I love. I God's can just... carrying you through that. <laughs> yes. And sometimes you see the dragging where it was God dragging me, kicking and screaming. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you don't want to listen, and he's trying to tell you, this is the way it's supposed to go. If you just listen. <laughs> if you'll just listen to me, this will be okay. Right. And right. you know, I found it to be true. If you'll, God doesn't do things 
in your time. Mm -hmm. He does it in his time. Right. And you may not always get the answer that you were looking for. Right. But he can see so much farther ahead than we can. Because we're, right. we're just right here. Right. And he's on down there. Mm -hmm. And so maybe the reason why he's doing whatever he's doing is to help you. Because yeah. when you get down there, you're going to see, right. oh, right. now I know why this happened. That's hard, though. That's very hard to, you know, I'm, take it like that because you usually go, they don't know what they're talking about. And I'm, I'm horrible with memory verses. I kind of am able to go somewhere in the word it says this, but Paul talks about this light and momentary affliction is creating for us an eternal weight of glory. So even the hardest things we go through in this life, we I think we will look back on one day and go, huh, that wasn't so bad. And now here I am with all those loved ones again, but more importantly, here I am with Jesus. Right. You know, I think that's incredible. Right. We asked the kids in Sunday school when they got to heaven, yeah. who was the first person that they wanted to say? And you would have been surprised at how many of those little children said, God, oh. I want to see God first. I love that. And I said, yes, because that's Grandma the, that's and Grandpa point, right? <laughs> is going to be waiting on you. But God is the one you want to see or the right. one I would want to see first because right. your loved ones are going to be there. They've been there waiting on you. And so I would want to see God first. I, Thank you so yes. much for allowing me to visit with you today. I appreciate so we, it. So we've uh, had a good time with yeah. you. <laughs> it's so Have nice to meet said, you, Seth. Say thank you. Yeah. They're going so to they're going to do, do your ramp tomorrow. Did you know it? Did you know that? Yeah, they're going to make you you're going to have a ramp at the back door. I've been watching that pile yeah, no pop, of lumber. No popping wheelies on it or anything <laughs> like that, right? <laughs> so now that might be an idea. Say, Grandma's the one that does the pushing yeah, down the ramp. Yeah, so, pop, pop your wheelies. So, yeah. <laughs> the, the fire department has been so gracious. They've, uh, we call them to come help us get him in the door because he's not able right, to. Right, right. And uh, I can't because I don't have any strength in my hands. And, sure. uh they come out here, and so we had to go to the uh, PCP doctor Monday. We had to develop a new PCP doctor. So <laughs> here they come, bless their heart. <laughs> I told them, they saw that. Well, they said, "Oh, it looks like somebody's going to get a ramp." And I said, "Yeah." I said, uh, "Y'all don't have to do this one more day." And I said, <laughs> "This is going to be a game changer, isn't it? Yes. That'll be nice." I say, "Oh yes," and. Yeah. Uh, I talked to Bailey last night. She is so sweet. Mm -hmm. she, she is, is a mess. <laughs> and she can't wait to meet Seth and yes. see what all they're going to do. And I'll have to let her know I got to meet Seth first. Oh, so. he beat her. <laughs> I beat, he beat, beat Miss Bailey. Bailey here. You're going to love Miss Bailey, too. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Owen Podcast today. What an incredible story. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to let others know about it. For more information about OMP, including how to get involved, support this ministry, register for camp, and more, go to ozarkmissionproject.org. If you would like to be a guest or know someone who would make a great guest, contact me at andrew.suit, S-U-I-T-E, 
at arumc.org. So until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace.